0: Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Intersection. I'm your host, Frankie Walls. And for this week's episode, we'll be talking to senior Chicano Sebastian Chavez about his experiences attending Ithaca. Thank hey, you for having me. Of course. Do you want to start off by like introducing yourself, your name, your major, your grade, all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I got you. So my name is Sebastian Chavez. I'm a major in politics, minor in Latinx studies. Um, I use he, his, him pronouns, and I'm from Los Angeles, California, but currently going to Ithaca, and I'm a junior, oh no, not a junior, I'm a okay. senior, wow, we're seniors, that's crazy to say, um, but yeah.
0: Okay, um, what, like, wh- how did you hear about Ithaca, like, what made you decide to come here, from, all the way from California?
1: Yeah, so, um, in high school. I went to like a boarding school type of vibe. No way, me too. Yeah, yeah. And they really emphasized going to college. Like that's like big promotion. You have to go to college. If you don't go to college, like you're a loser or like you're a zero. Um, and so I originally was very, had a passion for athletic training and that was my goal and that was something I wanted to do, uh, which is surprising now because I'm so heavily deep into politics. But at the time, most of my professors um, in high school had came went to uh, Ithaca and they were like, You should think about that school and you should really consider it and I was like, interesting. And after seeing that Ithaca had one of the top like programs for athletic training, exercise, science, physical therapy, I was like, Yeah, no joke. And then they gave me that financial aid and I was like, Yeah, say less. Like it's a it's it has it was either that or going to London to go play soccer. But Either other than that, um, I decided to, you know, instead of just being so much debt and going to London, I decided to be like, I'm going to Ithaca. And I was always a person that wanted to get away from my home. I, I love L.A. I will always be an L.A. boy, but Ithaca was just a place where I was just like, I need to really just want to explore and want to find something different. And, you know, I think it's really freaking different. So
0: Do you so when you came here you were an exercise science major?
1: Yeah. Originally, yeah. And I actually never visited the campus before. So when I showed up I all you this know, I saw all the stuff and I was like, Whoa, I think I made like the wrong decision or something because I was so confused. I was like, Where is this? Like what like this isn't see my vibe. But then once I got here and I got to meet people, um, Then it was, but I didn't even like take a class for athletic training. I literally just went to orientation. I saw how many white people were there and I was just like, this, this is ain't it. This ain't it. So I dropped it and I turned and went into politics.
0: That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So like from being a politics major, is that kind of what got you into doing SGC stuff?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, um, I don't know if you know the person named Joe Cruz by any chance he used to go here. Um. Yeah, he's the one that actually introduced me to a lot of um student governance council and just like getting to know the BIPOC community here. Mm-hmm. Um. And so at the time, I also was working with Sophia, um, who doesn't go. I think she really she goes to work Massachusetts now. Yeah, she transferred. Uh, she transferred yeah. Um. But her and I were the same year, and we had like a lot of uh same ideas and same objectives. And at the time, I was still just getting my. You know, just finding my ground and finding my footsteps. But yeah, I, I was a part of the student council in my high school. I was the president. So then when I came here, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I want to definitely continue that. So I actually just looked it up online and most of the, all their like meetings, they're open to the public. So anyone can go. You don't have to be a senator or anything. You can just go, which a lot of people still don't realize that. Um, but also those meetings are super long and they can be very boring. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I got into it.
0: For sure. And Like, besides doing SGC, like you've done a lot of student activism when it comes to being a BIPOC on campus. Would you say that that's something that started in your first year, like you were mentioning before? Or maybe it came a little bit later?
1: Yeah, definitely. I started figuring out the issues my freshman year and started to hear like people's perspective on things and understanding that, wow, this idea of diversity, equity, inclusion doesn't really exist on not just Ithaca but just, you know, across wherever you're discussing when it comes to marketing, politics, um, food, you know, it really like for me I started to realize that slowly because as soon as I take more courses and especially shout out to like Dr. Pei who like really emphasized the idea of how this you know, going to a PWI, predominantly white institution, it really affects the mindset of a lot of BIPOC students. It really affects the mindset of a lot of BIPOC professors and just like it affects how we want to go about our lives after college. And so freshman year, yeah, definitely started figuring out, you know, like I was like, whoa, I am the only like BIPOC student in most of my classes, you know, and that's even my professors white, even the TA's white. That's like the only BIPOC people I see is like kind of the janitors or the BIPOC people are just like people who work in the dining services. And it's kind of like, wow, that's really, really, really something that it was like to me where it was like a calling. Where I was just like, OK, you know, I almost my activist work, I don't do it for BIPOC now because I feel like we're just leading the way. And we want to make sure that we are setting the path for future BIPOC who come here. So, yeah,
0: for sure. And do you think like. Coming in, obviously, we noticed immediately about how many white people there yeah. were here. But, like, your friend group, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my it's friend group it's... my freshman year, like, they're, like, even my roommates right now. Like, yeah. they're, they're majority white. Right, yeah. So, do you, like, I, I know this already, but would you say, like, you have a good mixture? Or did you, like, seek out a lot of BIPOC individuals to be friends and stuff?
1: Yeah, so, like, I... I'm not gonna lie, I was really like intimidated to like really like. I just like when I came here, I the first people I met were white people, obviously. And it was like, and I is there like orientation? I heard there was like a BIPOC like gathering. There. I missed, I've missed. Nobody told me, no, nobody gave me the invite, no one sent me the DM or anything because I missed that whole era. But I had met some BIPOC people, but they were very interesting characters where it was like oh, you're not, like, they would question, you know, your identity. They question, you're, like, oh, you're not BIPOC enough. You don't come from, like, the ghetto. You don't come from, like, a hood. And Aren't like, you from? I'm Crenshaw. Yeah, and then I'm, like, okay, cool. Like, you what? Like, I'm very close to, like, Skid Row. Like, you know, like, I've seen the worst of the worst in those communities. Um, But it's just, like, really, like, that's something that really, like, emphasizes in college was, like, people just question – who you are before they even get to know who you like actually who you actually are and it's like yeah and most of my friends who i am like my best friend like jack like he's white um but he's from ireland mm-hmm. and so we connected on that coming from like because my family's from mexico and his parents are immigrants as well and it's like we connected on that background mm-hmm. we connected on like oh cool was like being raised in a household that, you know, came up from nothing, you know? And so that's the same with his parents coming from like Ireland and coming here. Um, and so, yeah, and I, I connected. Now I have way more BIPOC uh, friends who I very much consider family. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time before, yeah, it was very hard and challenging to make BIPOC friends because when I was like a little bit nervous mm-hmm. um, because I felt like I couldn't connect with a lot of people, but also a lot of people thought I was Dominican but that was such an interesting um like concept to me is like people like just assuming like something you're like totally yeah. not and i'm just like it just, like, just off the way you look and i'm like that i'm like that's kind of like um just already like stereotyping from like someone that's like you would consider your ally someone that you consider the same community
0: that was when i yeah (laughs) when i saw you freshman year yeah (laughs) because of your locks i was like i hope he's black that was just the one thing i had no definitely i was like i hope he's black
1: no definitely and there was that that white girl who had locks yeah freshman year and i remember she i think i saw her recently she like cut her hair and I had a whole conversation with her and she was just like, yeah, like, like ever since then, like she understood what the problematic issue. And that's the other thing that helped me a lot is that I didn't understand the problematic issues that I was doing myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so now understanding that and still learning, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're all students no matter, you know, if you get your bachelor's degree, your master's or anything, you still learn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. yeah no freshman year was was wild yeah i'm I'm glad we passed those stages i'm glad we've grown a lot of people don't grow and that's that's the scary part Mm -hmm. um because i know a lot of freshmen who who now are seniors and they still have the same mentality to a lot of things yeah yeah
0: yeah. for sure because that's definitely something that was really i don't know i don't want to say hard because i know who you're talking about Mm -hmm. who had locks and it was crazy because um, like no shade, no hate to her, because I did not en- and I did end up having a class with her, like after she cut them off. But like yeah. my white friends would be like, "Oh, she's a really cool person," or "She's really nice." And I was like, right. "I right. don't I care." Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> I just I couldn't get past it, cause like now I have my locks back, but yeah. like I got bullied relentlessly mm. from like different white people in my K through eight, and I like cut all my hair off because like. I just wasn't, like, I wasn't secure in my identity at the time, so it always kind of bothered me when I'd see people, and I'd be like, well, it's not fair, because I was picked on for that, and now it's, like, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I just remember that, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna assume he's black, because I don't want to touch that. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no,
1: definitely, definitely, definitely. It's kind of like the same with, like, Justin Bieber, Mm. you know, when Justin Bieber has locks? Mm. And I'm like, why is everyone still praising? Why him? is
0: everyone hyping him We're up brothers. when he looks like, messy? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And yeah, just yeah. And the other the procedure. This is where I like focus when, when I work with SGC is just like we need to have these conversations in the classroom, mm-hmm. and we don't. There's a lack of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just needs to be like not just like conversation with BIPOC because BIPOC understand these issues. It's these issues that the non-BIPOC people are starting to lose focus of it's like it's like that's the thing everything seems like a trend like all bipoc issues seem like a trend like especially during quarantine covid like everyone was talking about black lives matter and i was like where were y'all like this has been an ongoing issue where were y'all like before all this i see like y'all see black little squares on instagram i'm like what What, like what is going on like i activism. exactly and i was like where were all of you at the black student union meetings you know where were you like when these protests were happening at Ithaca College beforehand, like freshman year, you know? And so now it's just like, it's, it's very interesting to see the dynamics flow at Ithaca. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially since I'm leaving, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens when I come back and see what everyone's attitude and perspective.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, protests, you stayed in Ithaca mm-hmm. the, during the summer yeah. of last year yeah i
1: believe so yes uh, the
0: summer um, of last year and i remember there were like black lives matter protests but there were also anti-black lives matter protests happening um the ithican like i wasn't here mm-hmm. but like the ithican had like filmed a video and i 100% saw you there <laughs> and i was uh, like oh, okay like yeah. how is that spending this summer in Ithaca? because as much as we like mm-hmm. to say that Ithaca college is like progressive and yeah. Ithaca is progressive there are still like mm-hmm. like Co- like, houses with, like, Trump flags on them. It's, like, as much as people say it because, like, this progressive town, like, yeah. we saw how unprogressive it was during exactly. the counter-protesting no, that exactly. was happening. So, like, how was that experience for you?
1: It was, like, it was remarkable. It was a remarkable experience for me. I feel like I, I recommend anyone going to a protest, no matter what protest they may be. I feel like everyone should be able to understand what what democracy, in a way, looks like. Uh, where people can actually express themselves, where people can speak freely. And even though at times it feels like protest seems to be like these things where it has to be violent, Mm -hmm. it's not. Protest is not a violent method or anything like that. And so for me, um, like you said, it's like Ithaca likes to say they're very progressive, where they're really not. I feel like we're stuck. Same with Los Angeles, same with New York City. Um, Those are the most segregated cities in the United States. Um, And so... It's very curious where we had to like paint this picture, just very strange actually, well how we paint this picture that Ithaca is very progressive and we'd like to think that we're moving forward but in reality, I feel like we're just in a constant cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, when I was at those protests, it was like so, so like it was frightening to mm-hmm. see how much anger mm-hmm. from the other side where we couldn't even have like a combo where we couldn't even sit down. Like, I would love to have comments with those people. I'm not sure, we're not trying to fight anyone. Yeah. You know, like, there's no violence. There has to be no violence towards any of this. Yeah. And everyone's like, fight fire with fire. I'm like, no, like, that's the wrong attitude and wrong method, mm-hmm. even though we've learned from like how, with like, just for example, like Malcolm X was very strong when it came to that, his earlier years, but slowly before he was assassinated, he started to come around mm-hmm. to this nonviolent approach, understanding that we can move forward as people if we were able to discuss one another, with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you
0: think that's possible with white supremacy?
1: I you see the thing is, I, I, I like, I listen to like Stoke, like Stokey Carmichael. Mm. And he's like, he's like to, to move forward and to work like just with the United States, mm. you have to have a conscience mm. and the United States doesn't have a conscience towards yeah. anything. yeah, And that is the biggest, that's the biggest thing I have conflict. That's the thing. Yeah. It's okay. like, can we work with, like, for me, like, I'm not even gonna lie, like, freshman year, I was so, like, yeah, let's, like, just, you know, let's just, you know, murk, let's just murk (laughs) white people, you know, like, like, literally, that was me, freshman, I was just, like, let's murk, and all white people be, like, oh, like, they'd be scared, you know, like, but at the same time, I'm, like, we've already proposed so many ideas, we've tried to, we've done those steps, but, yes, exactly, but at the end of the day, we just get hit and hit every time when it comes to, like, just, any anything you know and it's something like it's hard it's hard to like just be able to move forward and i think we can but at the same time i don't know yeah. if it is possible yeah you know and that's like it's pr- a really hard right. thing mm-hmm. to like, have struggle. You, like, yeah for a long, long time. time exactly exactly
0: yeah because i know like something i truly felt like like that for was like the whole colin kaepernick thing exactly he was sitting originally he wasn't even kneeling yeah Yeah. um and then a uh veteran army veteran like a white army veteran Mm -hmm. told him to kneel instead because he wanted to he heard his side he thought that sitting was disrespectful and kneeling is still at least respectful respectful. and so a white army veteran told him that that would be more respectful and we still had other white army veterans and other white people up Mm -hmm. in arms and like he was getting in trouble with the nfl and he was yeah. getting in trouble and then literally this year like as much as i tr- i so i wanted i was watching and supporting yeah. the olympics for yeah, yeah. the black, black athletes it was like even then they were like there should be no form of protesting at the olympics like no yeah like hand yeah, yeah, and sure. it was just like why why is that happening it's, and yeah like if we want to move forward we shouldn't be like erasing or silencing Mm -hmm. voices in history of like oppression but it seems like the only way people think we can move forward is pretending it never happened no
1: exactly and that's something like after seeing seeing how much hate simone had gotten for taking you know dropping out of the competition and mental health and i'm like okay what if she was white Mm -hmm. how many people would praise her Mm -hmm. you know and same with the i forget um her name the track star who Uh, was exactly same thing when like happened to michael phelps he was caught smoking weed and everyone was like oh he smokes weed that's cool like he yeah. can be an olympian and smoke weed like that's fire and he didn't get dropped from anything no
0: and he at least he
1: came he, and, talked, and talked about it they see that's the thing see there's the thing where it's like white people have this have the power you know like they have the power i mean everyone has the power to a certain extent mm-hmm. it's just what you do with that power that's where a lot of people get confused with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling white people, this is not like a call to action of white people were are like, oh, y'all should help us out. No, this is where we just have to understand as human beings where we are and where we fit in this world. And so for me, I see like people who are like, but this is what I hate when white people do. They talk about our oppression mm-hmm. and they're like, they act like they, they know more than us. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't know more. And then I'm like, I don't want to talk about my oppression. That's not like something I... Don't. That's something that isn't about me. You know, that's something where I, you know, since I'm just Latino, you know, I understand where this foundation United States and how they view me as a menace to society. But I already know that. I don't need someone to remind me about that. You know, like, and it's just like something where, in order to move forward, we have to get past that. We have to create these communications and this, um, more of a family ties towards non-bipoc people through. Not our oppression, not through injustices, but actually just being able to connect with one another as human mm-hmm. beings. You know, yeah. if you like a movie, I like a movie. Cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. we don't have to talk about like Black Lives Matter. We don't have to talk about like bright like brown people's issues. You know, yeah. yeah. I
0: think that's something also like. I understand that like not everyone can be an activist like I get that and I don't ever want everyone to feel like they Have to be and like yeah I don't want to always talk about my issues and struggles with someone who will never relate to me It's just like in the end of the day Like I want to know that you have my back and I feel like we do have to have those deep conversations because then If we don't we're gonna get (laughs) blindsided and we're like, oh, yeah, I thought you were down for Mm -hmm. me and you're not
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely I definitely get that. See, it it always goes back and forth. That you there's, keep, there's no like middle ground. You yeah. know, you can't find a middle ground, and that's the that's the hardest thing to like swallow. Yeah, that's the hardest thing to swallow. Is like you're right. Who does have your back?
0: Yeah, you know. I think that was interesting because um when Black Lives Matter like mm-hmm. was at its height during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I went protesting on my birthday, and I was like going with one of my best friends who like, she's black. She goes to HBCU, but then. Quinn randomly texted you, me. I saw. He
1: told me about that. <laughs> he was like, "I'm going to the protest with Frankie." I was like,
0: "Oh, word, man,
1: go do your thing. Like, have a good
0: time." <laughs> oh, and yeah. it was like, okay, like now yeah. I know that I have an ally. An ally. Like, exactly. and it's like it shouldn't take going uh, to protest, protest to know
1: yeah exactly and that's something where he reached out to you yeah you know that's what uh, that's why he's my roommate and that's why he's my like friend you know like <laughs> and a really good friend of mine I've known as in freshman year you know mm-hmm. and it's like yeah just like you know it's not so much like people like to speak a lot mm-hmm. you know but I'm like let's talk about your actions yeah. I want to see the actions you know because I could talk all day that's the thing when I get into activists I see these young activists I'm like All right, you're you're preaching Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of you for preaching, but let's let's actually start doing some action behind it because Mm -hmm. you could be preaching one thing, but if you're not showing up to these meetings, you're not showing up to support somebody, then I'm going to start, you know, doubting. Mm -hmm. And that is my biggest concern, you know, but it was so interesting to see how much uh, pushback that like for me, my dad is Mexican Mm -hmm. and he actually was against. Me going to the Black Lives Matter protest mm-hmm. because he was like, Why we have our own issues? Mm. And I, and he wasn't the only one, you mm-hmm. know. I met with like other people and I got a lot from the Latin, Latinx community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of pushback mm. towards it. They were like, Oh, they're just um looting. I hate when people say oh loot and God. I'm lord lawy- and like creating destruction mm-hmm. in community. Yeah, and I'm understanding where I'm like, Listen, That's- it's <laughs> it's like if we saw our people which happens yeah but not to the extent where it does happen to black people in the united states we still have to understand that we're allies with them yeah we're comrades with them Mm -hmm. we both have very we both are tied to this state of america that uses brown and black people and take advantage of a lot of black and brown people and it's unfair and it's you know and it's terrible to see but at the same time, we cannot that's what America wants. They want us to be always each contradict each other. Yeah. Because once we figure out what well, the form <laughs> of solidarity that we need to figure out, because solidarity could go many forms, mm-hmm. once we figure that out, then it's it's over. You know, yeah. like whatever it, that may be, if that means war, if that means just legislative like uh reforms. Yeah. Which I hope that means because, you know, I can't, you know, I don't think I'm too, <laughs> too hot in war, you know. I
0: don't, I don't I look good in a
1: military suit, maybe, but that's, that's, that's it. But I, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, it's like, I study a lot of, like, black liberation. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm very, into. that's why I'm going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. To understand where it really comes from, you know, with the roots of it. Because, like, Black Panther Party, uh, Angela Davis, they all reference, you know, they all reference. It comes all the way back africa Mm -hmm. and it's something where i'm like interesting like why why is that you Mm -hmm. know you could read it on paper but once you're in that environment it's like you can just feel the vibe Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to like you don't have to be in the classroom you could just be there that's why i always think it's important that everyone goes to a protest because you learn more just by listening just by listening to the people that are there um and so yeah i don't know it's it's just a very interesting time right now because our president joe biden and then our vice president Kamala Harris, and so, I I I would love to just hear your thoughts on like, uh, vice president Kamala Harris. Mm. Yeah,
0: I guess for me it's more of um, like it could be the the same said when Obama was president, like, yes he was president, mm-hmm. yes he was black but yeah. he didn't really do anything for the black community yeah definitely there were like he did really amazing things for dreamers he yeah, did really amazing yeah. things for the lgbtqia yeah. community but there was nothing directly done for black people it was yeah. more we have a black president yeah Woo. <laughs> people were like oh my god you have a black president <laughs> you've come <laughs> you've so, so far. far and i was like i remember oh, those t- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People were just like, saying that, yeah. and like nothing actually happened. That, yeah. So for me, with Kamala and Joe Biden, yeah. like my mom really wanted Kamala.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, my mom, my mom too. No, yeah, like, my mom was my like, mom. Yes. My mom like,
0: was like, "I want Kamala well, to be president. president." Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> "Why are you flexing?" Like, you yeah, like, she like, was so she was so adamant like, about uh, that. But then it didn't happen, and obviously now yeah, she's vice president, president, which is cool. But it was just really interesting. I haven't. 'Cause I know there are like people against her because of her like laws mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in California yeah, and her like reform. So I don't have like a true opinion mm-hmm. on her. I I think I I voted for Joe yeah. and her because like I would prefer them over. Yeah, like no, definitely like a literal racist and bigot yeah and it's like i feel like a lot of people are like well they're the exact same and it's like i feel like i know i hate the lesser of two evils yeah because that's the justification people use for voting for trump Trump. over hillary clinton Clinton? yeah Yeah. and
1: i was like over some emails yeah really yeah
0: and it was just like so and a lot of that was also just rooted in sexism because People just didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because they're like, well, she couldn't control her husband. And, like, that doesn't even... (laughs) That doesn't have nothing to do with it. It's not even relevant. At at all. I think for me, I think Kamala and Joe have time to show me the type of leaders they're going to be. Yeah. So far, I haven't truly, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just not also paying attention enough, Mm -hmm. but, like... I haven't seen anything that makes me go like, wow, like, thank you so much for doing that. Like, so far, like... I've seen them talk about, like, vaccination reform Mm -hmm. and stuff, but, like, that's it. Like, what have we been doing for immigration and Mm -hmm. people at the border? The Black Lives Matter reforms were happening before then. Also, I don't like the idea of just painting a street or renaming or taking down a statue. Like, taking down a statue is lit. Lit.
1: Cool. But But not not what I asked. Yeah, yeah. They could put that statue back if they wanted to. Yeah, they would. They would. would. No one's going to notice. They're just going to put it back. Back Exactly.
0: Yeah, and it's just like I think I want to hear what they're gonna do more about like actual reparations and like exactly helping the Black community. But until I see that, I'm kind of just impartial. Mm-hmm. But like that's like politics are not my favorite. No, no I totally get you.
1: <laughs> it's it's draining. Yeah, it's, politics can be draining, and that's why I hate um is how politics is taught because I feel like a lot of people. Dude, like you said earlier like no one, not everyone has to be an activist yeah you know? no one needs that title you know and that's what i if same with like politics it's like you don't have to like understand the ways of politics like whatever your thoughts and beliefs are mm-hmm. that's valid yeah even if it's like something i don't agree with it's yeah. still valid like you have to have that that's importance to that um to a certain extent
0: how would you say politics were taught at ithaca like your classes it's, you
1: took. it's um some have like like just challenged me Mm -hmm. and some have just like just reshaped a lot of things i had seen Mm -hmm. um especially when it comes to just like how i want to act like be an activist and how i want to because i was i was getting lost and i just realized this actually last summer because i I met with a lot of uh, local activists i was a part of the human rights uh Human Rights Committee here in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Working with Dr. Pay and working with a couple other activists who are um, working towards like an anti-racist movement. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my thesis and what I'm planning to do my senior year is continue... Right now I have an anti-racist curriculum project mm-hmm. I've been working on for like three years so far. Mm-hmm. And it's just been data and like things I've collected since freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I was... I had lost myself into this intersectionality between two movements and the best advice I had gotten was we're on the same pathway, but we're not, we're not in the same struggle.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, interesting because I, I had, I had hosted that BIPOC town hall. I like told you about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really good. You Mm -hmm. know, it was like just getting the BIPOC community together, Mm -hmm. but I was trying so much, so hard to put, you know black student issues international issues asian issues latinx issues all together Mm -hmm. in one and feeling like oh we have to work together all the time Mm -hmm. in order to make a difference Mm -hmm. where i was like these issues are they can be to the same to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but we are missing the idea of or i'm using intersectionality as something that isn't being used correctly, Mm. where I was like, I'm covering like, we're being too broad with it. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, we're not talking about these issues that, you know, depending on what the BIPOC community wants. I'm not talking about each individual issues enough. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, putting people in a group. And that's something where I was like, that and thankfully, like the activists I was working with at the time had shown me like how to be able to focus on each different group and different club and actually get somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and so when i got right now i've been taking a break from like doing activist work um just for like mental health and just for like because i was always on the i was always doing something but mm-hmm. and that's something that i'm starting to just like going to south africa that's something the that i'm just like trying to you know reorganize and figure out myself so when i come back i could just like make the bet like the best out of it are you uh, going
0: to South Africa through Ithaca?
1: Yeah. I'm affiliated. It's affiliated with Ithaca. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Oh, I couldn't afford going, but I'm not affiliated. <laughs> so it was like, I'm going non-affiliated. I was like, what? I was like, you got money like that? Like, it's expensive. Um, That's the only way I can go to, like, South Africa. It's just, like, my financials just, like, covered, like, most of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just, I don't have to pay for, like, food or, uh, like, my housing. Mm. Like, I'm just going, and that's it. And I get that's the classes really cool. for free. So, yeah. So, like, thankfully, and- that's something that I'm, like, just very privileged to have. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of students I wish can get that. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of students could just get a free education, but that seems so difficult yeah. for everyone.
0: Yeah. Would you, um, is that something you ever thought you was possible your freshman year? Like, would yeah. you think right now that, like, as a senior, you'd be literally leaving for South Africa tomorrow?
1: <laughs> uh, I, um, I wanted to go to study abroad, Yeah. And I had made that promise to my mom. Uh-huh. because i was like i am gonna be the first in my family to go study abroad no one has ever done that and i was like and i'll be the first person in my family to go to africa hmm. and so that's something that i am very proud of and something i'm glad that i was able to do it but i originally wanted to go to greece mm. to study philosophy i'm going <laughs> And I wish you the best of love, uh, man. I'll get
0: you a postcard. Yeah,
1: dude, you got to give me more than that. You got to give me, no, I'm just kidding. You got to give me, like, a girl's number or something <laughs> like that. Because, oh, my God. The people there are beautiful. I mean, people <laughs> in South Africa are beautiful. But it's, like, that was something I had my, like, like, I, that was my route. I wanted to do it. But then I saw the program. And, like, I mean, going to South Africa, I just, like, it was more my my thing, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we are going to, like, Mandela's home. We're going mm-hmm. to Gandhi's home. We're going to where Mandela was in prison. Um, and we're meeting with, like, a lot of women activists in there. And I'm like, this is, just sounds, like, already so cool. And that's not even, like, half of the trip. I mean, mm-hmm. we're about to go see zebras out there, you know? <laughs> like, I'm about to go see lions. Um, and so, yeah, but I just, like, for me, it's just, like, I really want to just get to know the people out there mm-hmm. and just hear what they have to say and get mm-hmm. to learn from a lot of people that, you know, and I feel like there's always a stereotype when it comes to going to, like, Africa. Everyone I've, I've said, they're like, you're the only person that's been like, yes, like, that's exciting. I'm
0: so excited. You, my mom, yeah. my mom, my little brother, and I, and yeah. my older brother before he passed, we yeah. had this, like, oath to go to Africa together. Yeah, my a... older brother wanted us to have a dual citizenship there. That's awesome. So, like, yeah. that, I'm still going to try and continue yeah. on that, like, dream for him. and like, Yeah. Because... Like, if I wasn't, like, my abroad program, if it didn't cancel, like, going to Africa, like, yeah. I would have been going first. But, like, now my mom mm. is just trying to make a trip of, like, me, her, and my little brother to, like, Egypt.
1: No, definitely. And that's that's incredible. That's amazing. And I yeah. hope, you know, you just got manif- manifested. Yeah. And it happens. Um, yeah, I'm
0: i feel like a lot of people think of africa as like huts yeah i'm like (laughs) no
1: and i'm like i'm like it's also like don't think wakanda is like an actual place i've (laughs) had people like been like so you're going to wakanda what like you mean rwanda Rwanda. (laughs) yeah (laughs) like come on now like what are you doing um but yeah no everyone's like be safe careful. I'm like what are you talking about y'all like i live in the united states there's no like yeah. you you we can walk outside and it could be like yeah. anything could happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why people are like
0: be safe, be careful. I'm like yeah,
1: y'all like you don't understand for sure.
0: Like I understand that there's also so, like the movie rumors about like poaching and like yeah, human so trafficking in South Africa, which I think maybe that's it's why they're a, telling you to a, be safe, safe. But little, it's still really it's weird. weird.
1: Yeah, and it's also like I went to England. I was like, sef- sex trafficking happens there. Mm-hmm. No one said Amsterdam, be safe when you go to... to England. Everyone was like, "Have a great time, yeah You'll be fine." One hundred percent. I'm like, "What? How does that work?" One
0: hundred percent.
1: Same when I go to like Mexico or when I go to El Salvador. You know, that's mm-hmm. where my family is like from. And mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, like we we we're like natives there. But it's always just interesting. It's always interesting get people's like Eurocentric you know perspectives just yeah. because like oh, it was just because y'all don't have Uber. It's like, what? I'm like, they have Uber in Africa, you know? Yeah. Like, they have Uber in Mexico. I, don't, I just yeah. don't understand that.
0: No, that was really funny. That yeah. actually goes back to the episode I recorded with Danielle Sinclair. Oh, yes. It was really uh, funny because yeah. she was like, yeah, they asked me if I have these, like, fast food restaurants where they mm. think that, like, I don't have internet. And I was like, oh, that's so, so crazy. Like, how exactly. do you, how do you, how can you go to someone and say those things anyway? It's, but, exactly. like... exactly. It's like uh, people think they people like to think that America is like so advanced and so whatever and everywhere else is like a third world country and whatever but it's very not like that.
1: No, it's not. It's like that's what I also hate like when people say like developing countries mm. and I'm like what? Like what is that that like what do you mean by that? What is the word developing mean? Mm. You know, and that's when like when I see like um united nations and where they put their priorities you Mm -hmm. know and i'm like interesting we have a lot of people who are you know suffering from poverty in south america a lot of people suffering from poverty in africa and and there's like these priorities to these different countries and mostly run by england or the uk and the united states Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah colonization yeah exactly and i'm like it still like exists i hate when people are like oh like that was in the past (laughs) and i'm like I'm like It's like when people are like Oh slavery was in the past Just get over it I'm like Like yeah. h- How can you say something like that And like sleep at night
0: Yeah Everything's yeah. rooted In like Not a, like not even just like Systemic oppression And racism yeah. But like, like Like I was talking to Like Sierra one Oh yeah And we were talking about Just how what words mean And yeah. like where picnic came from Mm -hmm. or like other words and like how you can't even use like some words in sentences without like upholding like uh something that used to be racist yeah exactly and it's very strange to like think about sometimes when you're like wow like most of like most of the words like they're being like Mm -hmm. like during the black lives matter movement like a realtor decided to change the name from master bedroom to like main room because they thought that, that would be there's,
1: just, there's <laughs> just some people that just like really take it like yeah oh and like, it's like oh yeah like, oh,
0: wording uh, is like crazy and like
1: exactly a
0: lot of it is rooted in systemic exactly. oppression but like exactly I don't know if like changing master bedroom, bedroom. to something else would have made me feel, feel better but that's
1: what it's the same it like, goes like how you said statues or like naming streets I'm like that's cool but like we still got a lot of people dying yeah you know you know and our incarceration system still exists also you know?
0: like in other places like that's just like it also shows like other places priorities because yeah. it's like certain locations like they just don't have like those names but like i already had a martin luther king jr boulevard yeah that wasn't something really. that needed to be added yeah no, like I, definitely get that. Old, I already had like statues of like Black figures, Mm -hmm. but that's also because like Amiri Baraka was like the mayor of my city, and now his son Mm Raz is the mayor, and I think that also comes into play because like now we recently added a George Floyd statue, and like that's That's, new history. Yeah, that is yeah, that's new New history. But like a lot of people have been just like Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. Lane, (laughs) or (laughs) they're like painting the street, but then the minute this is over, they cover it back up. Exactly. Like, it's different when you're in a predominantly black and brown community Mm -hmm. because, like, these things have already been, like, normalized for me. Yeah. But, like, other places, like, now you're just starting to do that and instead you had, like, colonizers' names. Like, it's not changing because Mm -hmm. you want it to change. It's changing because you think you have to or you'll be judged for it.
1: No, definitely, definitely. And it's, like, what I hate is, like, how they turn... The black like black lives matter into like profit yeah you know, like they use t-shirts you yeah. know they sell like collect like i remember seeing nike having this like collection mm-hmm. of like for black history month
0: and they yeah. also had one for pride
1: pride thing. and i was like where's the money going you know mm-hmm. because like nike still has like a bunch of like um problematic. problem problematic like past and they
0: haven't addressed yeah they haven't addressed
1: them yeah because people... there
0: was the black mother who modeled for nike but when she got pregnant instead of giving her maternity leave mm-hmm. they fired her but now they have a maternity line really? with serena williams See,
1: it. so it's like it's like how does that work? you know i like saw a target with like pride as mm-hmm. well and i was like interesting and i hate when like restaurants like do like oh black lives matter you know like uh, like the the big board like i'm like awesome great but like what is that? What are you, what are you like actually entailing with that? Mm-hmm. Because like you said, like you could take that poster down like in a few years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's that going to do? You know, mm-hmm. like it's like something where it's just like, it's very performative and that's yeah. what scares me. That's yeah. what scares me a lot, especially in politics. Yeah. Everything just seems so performative. Exactly. Um, and so it's just like, you know, everyone's like sus, you know, like <laughs> like everyone susses me out, you know? And like, yeah. especially when people like I try to work with, I'm like, are you doing this because you actually want to do this for the cause? Or you're just doing this because it makes you feel like, oh, I'm a good person. Yeah. 100%. You know, and I'm like, uh, you know, and I can't tell. That's the scary part. I can't yeah. tell. And like, uh, and, you know, no one can tell, you know, but like in order to move forward, it's like, where do we, where do we draw the line? You, you know, like when we're going to have the, that combo. Mm-hmm. And the scariest part is like, how are people going to react to that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, people haven't reacted. I mean, what happened like when they stormed the Capitol? and that was that you know what sucks about that whole thing it was on my birthday oh my god so now january 6th is known as like they start in the Capitol, and i'm like oh geez that's like when my birthday is you Mm -hmm. know and i'm like and i'm like wow i'm gonna have to do something even bigger than that now (laughs) people realize that's when i was born you know like um but no it's just like uh, like it's it's interesting to just see how the world is shaping Mm -hmm. especially with COVID. Yeah. And it's interesting to see where everyone's mindset is
0: now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, a little bit of a segue. Something I kind of end all of these with mm-hmm. is like asking everyone something they wish they knew before they came here. So, what's something younger Sebastian. <laughs> Would have wished he knew before he came to Ithaca, maybe to come to orientation, or (laughs) something like that. Is there anything that you wish you knew before, like, coming to Ithaca?
1: Um, To be honest, I I wish, no. There's nothing that, because I don't think I would have become the person I am today if I hadn't knew something before. So if I knew that, you know, I would feel like, misplaced or something or mm-hmm. feel like or i would have known something about the school like the reality of like um that like faculty would be cut or like knew the reality or like knew that the exercise science is gonna be mad white people like i don't think it would have led me to where i am now
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and so i don't you know that's something it's like a like for the movie parasite mm-hmm. i was talking to someone about this where it was like there was like this line where it was like, why do we plan for things as humans when we really don't know what's going to be the future for us? You know, we like plan and plan and plan. We're like, we want to do this, but we really like tomorrow, like something could happen, you mm-hmm. know, like things can change really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just like, I'm very blessed and very happy that I've had a, an, an experience where I've learned and grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's something where I'm still will be continuing working on myself. Mm-hmm. And so... For me, it's like, no, I, I wish I didn't know anything younger. Sebastian just keep doing his thing. All
0: right, that's about it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for Sebastian for coming on the show and being willing to have this conversation with me. You can find more episodes of The Intersection and other podcasts at theithican.org. Remember to be good people and treat others with kindness and respect. Thanks for listening.